Get the full bonfire experience on your screen. YouTube.com slash bonfire sports. Thumbs up, subscribe. You'll know when we're live. Enjoy the games. Winnipeg Blue Bombers continue to chase down destiny. They are headed to the Grey Cup for a third consecutive season. How you feeling, Winnipeg? How you feeling, Manitoba? Welcome inside Bonfire Sports. This is game day after dark. Darren Bombing alongside, oh, I always get that wrong, my virtual right, <laughs> Zach Schnitzer. How you feeling, Schnitz? Uh, quick thought on uh, how your night went uh, at the Madhouse on Matheson and a 28-20 Blue Bombers victory in the West Final. Well, it, you know, I think this is a, a testament, Darren, to how spoiled I am, or, and we are as Bomber fans, that I, you know, three years ago, I was jubilant. Last year, I was like, I was in tears. This year, I'm excited, but I'm more relieved than anything. And as a fan, I am kind of just like, meh, and also meh, thinking about Kolaris. Oh, well, and I, let me and put I, that and to I rest. To, right, like you got to tell us about that. But I, 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 I come on here to be honest, right? I am who I am. I, I, You've seen me, fans have seen me lose my mind when we win or make a great play. <laughs> you are the fan. Yes, you are. I'm more relieved. I'm more concerned about Zach. Uh, I'm we'll get to this later. Well, you know, it looks no, like... No, we're going to get uh, to it right away. I got I got Le uh, some insight Leggio, on I'm, I'm concerned about Legio. I'm concerned about how good Toronto looked. And I thought, I was hoping, Darren, just, just to put a cap on this, and I'll let you get to the big news. I was hoping the Bombers would come out with their A game. We all had this narrative of last year in the West Final... It was much closer than it should have been. And I was I was looking for the Bombers to bring their A game. And I knew, and I think you knew and fans knew, if the Bombers were going to bring their A game, this wouldn't even be close. I think we called that on midweek. And Zach, let, let, I'll, let's, I'll, shut let, up, let's, I'll shut up here by just saying I'm a bit disappointed they didn't bring their A game, and I just hope they bring it next week. But I want I to hear about Kolaris. I don't know how a Blue Bombers fan could be disappointed with an eight-point win in a beautiful setting at IG Field on a perfect early winter night where the Blue Bombers not punch disappointed, a ticket. just a little bit, uh, maybe disappointed. Zach, is let me word. let me let me stop you. And for once, our roles are a little bit reversed. Where you're the fervent fan, I'm the uh, more objective or the objective. Uh, reporter and, and journalist in, in our equation here on, on Bonfire Sports and, and our game day and after dark and midweek. But let me put it this way. The Blue Bombers know they didn't play their best. They have a lot of work to do, and they're already putting in the work. They've already talked about how their focus is on the task at hand. Bombers fans should be excited. This team is good. Very, very good. And why do I say that? Not just because they won 28-20 tonight, Zach. This Blue Bombers team is good because we saw one of the weirdest, oddest yeah. what a football weird game. games in CFL playoff history. Like one Dude, even of O'Shea the admitted games. that. Mike O'Shea admitted yeah. in, his, in the postgame 
that it was a weird game. If you hear that and from O'Shea, still, then it and was a Twilight Zone played, game. Zach, and they still played so very well. The defense allowed the defense 300 yards passing to, to Nathan Rourke, but his passing, you know, his, his quarterback rating was like 60-something. He threw two interceptions, couldn't get anything going when they needed it to. Uh, they got desperate at the end, and they still couldn't overcome. The Blue Bombers yeah. overcame, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess, you know, quarterbacking from Zach Kolaris that um, – wasn't like, you know, throwing the lights out or anything like that. No. They did it with the run game. They did it with uh, ball control. They overcame, uh, you know, some missed converts. They overcame some bad giveaways and turnovers. Uh, they, you know, overcame uh, special team snafus with Terry Williams going 126 yards or whatever it was back the other way to make a six-point score, a four-point score with the first missed convert two-point return in Grey Cup playoff history um is that right it is yeah and uh you know i, I mentioned that a couple other things uh, on my piece with uh chris o'leary that'll be up on cfl.ca and on their youtube page uh, a little bit later but it was really fun to do some on-camera stuff with the cfl the west semifinal, the west final uh who knows what the great cup uh has in store but that's why we're a little bit late here on game day after dark uh okay i'll get right to it because this is the biggest yeah. question everybody is Zach Kolaris went down with injury in the fourth quarter. He did not finish the game. You can check it on my Twitter. Uh, I clarified it is his right ankle. It is his right ankle that was injured. And uh, he kind of jogged out onto the field. The TSN camera was right there next to him. And he just kind of went, nope. And he turned around and he, and he you know, went back to the bench. So, was that more yeah. preventative than anything? Probably. Zach Kolaris told Farhan Lalji moments after the game, we're okay, we're okay, uh, saying we, not I, which is pretty much normal Blue Bombers speak or pro sports speak these days. And then when we got a chance to talk to Zach Kalaris, he was made available to the media. That's a good indication. That's a good we sign, yeah. About it. You know, he, he says uh, not, not too concerned. You know, it didn't look good. He admitted, you know, the TSN cameras there probably didn't look good. He said it didn't feel good. But great follow-up question from Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press, a friend of the program here on Bonfire Sports. Have a feeling yeah. we'll be getting him and uh, the usual suspects on the channel a lot uh, at Grey Cup Week in Regina. I'm headed uh, in the coming days um, and invite everybody out there to uh, join us all week. But Jeff Hamilton asked, you know, is there a question to your availability in the Grey Cup? Zach Kolaris wanted to put it to bed early. Yeah. And he said, there is no question. It's not okay. a question. So Blue Bomber Nation, put yourself at ease. When your head hits the pillow tonight, have a smile on your face. Enjoy. Your Blue Bombers team is chasing destiny, looking for a nearly unprecedented third straight Grey Cup seven days from today. Frankly, seven days to the hour. We should know uh, with uh, kickoff in Regina in that same uh, central time zone um, for the 109th. Great cup. It's going to be a heck of a week ahead. Um, again, you know, this is what I really want to uh, emphasize to people out there. Tell your friends. People are going to be talking Blue Bombers football all week long, morning, noon, and night. And when you have those conversations, you tell them, go to YouTube and search Bonfire Sports. Send them a link. Find them on Facebook. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. You can find it all. Bonfire Sports. Dot .ca and of course 
If you enjoy this free content we bring to you, do us a solid and support our sponsors. Shannon's Irish Pub, Jets Game Day Specials, Home and Away, Blue Bombers Game Day Specials. They were open for the West Final today. Uh, Andrea Kohach uh, went down there, picked up their $25 gift card. Congrats, Andrea. Yes, and congrats to um, Roman, who uh, took home the tickets, lower bowl, a pair of lower bowl nice. seats to today's West Final. He was absolutely fired up, texting the Bonfire Hotline like crazy, saying it was a red hat, it was an orange hat. He knew what ha- color hat it was, and, and he's going, uh, had a good time at the game tonight, sending me some messages. But you want to get to Shannon's Irish Pub if you're not going to the Grey Cup. They're going to be open on Grey Cup Sunday. Their food is off the charts. You see it on the screen, 21 beers on tap, ice cold, super fresh, tons of great local and domestic and international options. Uh, They they got you covered. Whiskey, uh, cocktails, you name it. Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery, get the wings. If you're not trying the boar burger or the venison burger, the wild boar burger, check out the wings. I had them a couple weeks ago. They are just awesome, plump perfectly cooked, perfectly seasoned. Uh, go see them uh, at 175 Carlton Street. Just a quick shot down the the down the down road from True North Square. Uh, iconic spot under the streets of downtown Winnipeg. Though, and you were saying those wings are quite meaty. Uh, Dan, Denis says he had them and Denise. it was quite full. And Denis, I don't have a chart anymore. I, 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 I just... I'm too lazy to like bring a piece of paper and write down notes. And it was too cold, quite frankly. It's not laziness. I was just too cold. But anyway, I, I hear you, Darren, that Zach said that. I, I'm thrilled that he's going to be good to go. My question is, how close to 100% will he be? Especially when he wakes up in the morning and that uh, that swelling. Yeah. And you know how it is, right? The next morning it can often tell the tale. No, no question. Uh, we'll see how the week transpires. Here, here's the reality, though. It's Sunday night. You know, uh, tomorrow will be an off day for everybody. Uh, as, you know, we prepare our pilgrimage west, uh, the Blue Bombers, fans, media, everybody included, um, in the coming days. Tuesday is when the Blue Bombers will fly on their private charter to the Grey Cup City, arrive in Regina, um, you know, a bunch of kind of, you know, photo opportunities and that sort of thing. Wednesday morning in Regina is when the Blue Bombers are first scheduled to hit the field and practice. I know for a fact they will be practicing outdoors all week come rain, shine, sleet, snow, wind, uh, hail. Well, maybe not hail, maybe not lightning, but outside of, you know, catastrophe for uh, athletes and football helmets, um, they're going to be outside acclimatizing to the prairie uh, conditions that they already are quite acclimatized to, right? So CJ Didick asking, what's the schedule looking like for Bonfire Sports this week? Every single day. Head back here to youtube.com slash Bonfire Sports. Get us on uh, your podcast apps as well. We're on all the majors. We're on all the minors too. So uh, be sure to just uh, search out uh, Bonfire Sports and uh, Game Day Winnipeg, uh, Game Day After Dark, all that good stuff. And then Zach, of course, you'll join me Wednesday following that first Blue Bombers and Toronto Argonauts practice in Regina. I should be settled in the Queen City by then and uh, we'll fire up Bonfire Midweek and get into all of the goods uh, coming out of a a weird and wild uh, Blue Bombers West final win. What stood out to you, Zach, maybe uh, uh, first and foremost um, in, in this game that was just, in the words of Michael Shea, odd. 
Well, the, honestly, Darren, it was the oddness. I mean, there was some jubilation in the first half with with you had that blocked punt, but then it was reversed, and everybody's everybody's crazy upset. And then and then even Derek Taylor uh, is asking like, "What the heck is going on?" And there was some controversy there, right? Because you saw you saw uh, people citing the plant leg, like the plant cake, the plant leg can't be touched. And then I saw Doug Brown citing that. You know, if you block, if you block the kick, the kicker's fair game. So there, there was some now, confusion there, me, but me, I think it was me, put to rest. I think you can't touch the plant leg no matter what. So it ended so up Doug, being a Doug good is ball. right. Doug is right with how that rule was written uh, during his playing days in 2019. They changed yeah. the rule, and yeah. to me, it makes perfect sense. You can contact the kicker if you touch the football. That makes perfect sense, but you cannot hit the plant leg. Why not? It's the same way they protect quarterbacks. That is an individual who doesn't play really a, a contact position, but Hey, you know, you can contact him anywhere except that plant leg, because that is a very vulnerable spot, right? So um, that was a penalty and you know, it's unfortunate. The blue bombers had a ton of momentum going at that juncture of the game, but they called the rule the correct way that was changed uh, just about three years ago, uh, back in 2019, and and shout out well, to uh, uh, Jeff yeah. Hamilton once again of the Free Press who uh, dug that up uh, quickly during the game. Jeff Hamilton's getting a lot too many shout outs for my liking. This guy, if you didn't read his his <laughs> piece, if you didn't read his piece on Zach Kalaris and the Free Press, oh. you are you have to find that piece. And it, the guy went down honestly, to Steubenville, hey, Ohio. He went to Steubenville. He interviewed his coaches, his family. There are some gems in there. I, I don't even want to give them away because honestly, like pay for that article. Like just go read it. You have to read it. It is. I, I, can, I, I like messaged if, them after. If you're not a subscriber, if you're not a subscriber, sorry to interrupt, Zach. It's like 25 cents or something. Yeah. You got to You got to read this article. It, yeah. I mean, Zach Kolaris is a legend in this town. Um, he's only been here a couple of years now, three years. Like uh, what Hamilton does, uh, he goes down there and you know, I, uh, it's just someone needed to do it, and I'm glad Jeff did it. And and the 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 just the gems you get, things about Kolaris and his family yeah. and that town that you didn't know, it's stuff that will be written about in a book about this dynasty at some point. But I love how Hamilton got ahead of it, and uh, it's just a beautiful article. And yeah, he's just hitting it out of the park here, Hamilton. But yeah, you know, so you have that roughing the punter and Ed. They're, they're, the crowd was just wild. It was great, and uh, they were just letting they had a huge have role. It. Yeah, huge role and, you know the there game. was there was a few controversial calls. My buddy said that on the on the Oliveira touchdown in the third quarter that would would have iced the game. Uh, he didn't. He was kind of a De a, a phantom Dembski call. I mean, you, you saw you saw people saying that the mm -hmm. the. the <laughs> the refs in the command center were trying to get BC to win. I, I don't like any of that, uh, uh, you know, the tinfoil hat stuff. But the crowd was nuts. And and Biggie talked about it in the postgame. You were right there, Darren, right? Like the crowd, I would say Oliveira and then that defense. And, of course, the O-line. They won that game. And, and of course, Janari yeah. Grant. I mean, I don't know if you can say, uh, you know, he kind of, he giveth and, and he taketh away, right? He, he right. dropped one and, and basically gave up a touchdown then he got one i don't know what it Redemption. is about bc i don't know what about it is what it is about bc edgenaria grant he just seems to have his way with them if he's not dropping the ball <laughs> i don't know what it is but oh we needed so that, that, that 
What a just a that, crazy game, man. Just a crazy. And BC was still in it. And then you see Zach Laris go out. Uh, and then uh, Drew Brown comes in. We're only up by one score, albeit with a two-point conversion. And wow. like, And then BC inexplicably sort of just pissing away the time. What did you think of, think of that? It, it, like they were in desperation mode starting at their own seven or five or whatever. They get to about the 45 or 50 of Winnipeg. And they piss away 20 seconds that they just couldn't afford, Darren. What happened there? Did, did they have a timeout uh, th- that they didn't even use? Or were they? was this a rookie mistake by Rourke? Oh, Darren, I can't hear you, buddy. Or maybe it's my... <laughs> Here we go. There you are. What did um, you do, mute yourself? Yes, I did, because I had a little, uh, a little uh, tickle in the throat. We asked uh, head coach Rick Campbell about it. We asked head coach Mike O'Shea about it. And, uh, well, this is the way it was put. Um, Rick Campbell credited that momentum the crowd gave them and also with the difficulty in just communication. Uh, Adam Big Hill mentioned it. You know, they had trouble, the BC Lions, in getting the play call to their receivers. You know, so they, they couldn't do hurry up. They had to take their time. And you're right excuse me, 17, 20 seconds off the clock um, just to, you know, do a, a kind of a, a short carry up the middle. It no doubt cost them. Rick Campbell said, uh, well, not quite said it cost them, but uh, it gave them absolute headaches. And then you ask Michael Shea, he says, I wish you could kind of like take three seconds here and five seconds here and seven seconds here and add them all up because that was the impact the Winnipeg Blue Bombers fans had at IG Field tonight. I don't call it the Madhouse on Matheson for nothing. The place rocks when it needs to rock. And Blue Bomber Nation came out in full throat on oh, Sunday yeah. night and the West Final. And, you know, you know the, the way Michael Shape put it, you know, you add all those seconds up, you're essentially taking a possession away from the opponent. So huge uh, kudos from the Blue Bombers to the fans tonight uh, and Michael Shea mentioning, you know, he sure hopes uh, a good contingency of those in blue and gold and uh, you know, with their cowbells and uh, uh, full lungs uh, head West to Regina and the 109th Grey cup in seven and days. Totally. And, and two time count violations, right. Against BC mm-hmm. because of our crowd uh, uh, and offside, although that offside ended up costing us because they, they called Zach for uh, intentional grounding. So, but, but again, like a, just a weird, weird series of plays there, right? You, you um, I know we're getting into details here, Darren, and, and we kind of want to look at the big picture because this is a team that's going to its third great cup, you know, however it happens. I mean, that just doesn't happen in a salary cap era. You have a coaching cap era. It's a, we got to talk about that. I, I don't want to emphasize this too much, but you have an offside call where you basically the quarterback thinks, oh, I've got a free play, and then he's called for intentional grounding. It's just like so many bizarre, so many bizarre plays. It's just a weird, weird, weird game. But at the end of the day, Darren, they pull it out. Maybe it was their C game. Maybe it was their B game. The point is BC is a good team. And they had a lot of momentum coming in. Rourke is a phenom. And and we beat them, despite missing two point afters, despite one of those point afters going all the way back to the house. He basically lost us four points. Uh, despite Zach throwing an interception, 
despite Janarian Grant basically gifting the BC Lions a touchdown, despite the fact, you know, despite the fact that both quarterbacks could have easily thrown a couple pick sixes, <laughs> like the DBs are probably, Darby is probably salivating. Um, and, and there was a BC. He nearly had another back, pick, right? Right. Yeah. But, uh, and then we, we had an interception. Was it, was it, uh, Desmond Lawrence, who should have actually knocked that ball down because he he catches it on the boat, the Winnipeg 10. And, and then we ended up giving up a touchdown on the ensuing punt, I believe. But hey, that you know, it's hard to it's hard to just think about that. It, 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 yeah. Like the ball's coming to you. you DB, you, you catch it right unless it's the end of the game. So anyway, Darren, a weird game. But at the end of the day, it's uh, like and Andre Harm says it here. I mean, you can't you tweeted this earlier today, too. Like, you can't write this stuff. Like, you can't make this stuff up. You can write it, I guess. Yeah. Like, Oliveira versus Harris. Winnipeg versus Toronto, a team we've never beat. We've lost to them six straight times in the Grey Cup, folks. We've never beaten them. You know, uh, iconic yeah, but like It was like 70 years ago. 70 years. We haven't beat them in 70 irrelevant. years. You know, the the mud bowl. Well, but it's it's part of history, right? I, I think that stuff is kind of cool. I just think that the storylines going into this are absolutely nuts. I mean, McLeod Bethel Thompson, for God's sakes, he was on our practice roster, was he not? And we cut him. He was a Winnipeg Blue Bomber. (laughs) You bet. I mean, and which McLeod Bethel Thompson are you going to get, right? Like, it's just... But at the end of the day, the Bombers played Bomber football, Darren. Ground and freaking pound, baby. Yes. Whether it was Oliveira or whether it was Prukop, the two of those guys especially Oliveira. Wow. Like what a game by Brady Oliveira, Darren. Yeah. I'm just pulling up the the numbers here, uh, but I remember them off the top of my head. Actually, Brady Oliveira had uh, 130 yards rushing. He averaged 6.5 yards per carry. I love the yeah. way Nick Dembski put it uh, after the game, just checking my notes here. Um, Dembski said on Brady Oliveira, I know he's ready for this moment. He's built for games like this. Andrew Harris, his time in BC and his time in Winnipeg, and and even a little bit this season with the Toronto Argonauts, he has shown such grit, such perseverance, and such determination in running the football and gaining every inch he can. Brady Oliveira is the protege to Andrew Harris, still speaks with him, still talks with him throughout the season, talks football, talks life. They're, they're kind of like brothers, right? You know, when they were teammates here, they said, Hey, little bro, you know, they called him like little drew. They called Brady Oliveira, little drew, little Andrew. Um, And and they're still (laughs) close to this day, but now you're seeing Brady Oliveira emerge in his own right as somebody who is just tenacious running the football, delivering the blow, getting the pad level low, making it difficult to take him down, spinning, twisting, diving, doing whatever he needs to do to gain that extra yard or two or five. And and yards after the catch, Darren. Yes, that's right. He he threw in the right seven, 37, 37. 36, 36 yards after the catch. Including right. a beauty of a of a movie pulled on a screen when Zach was was almost going to get blown up. I mean, he uh, and I think Craig Smith says it well. It's it's also this is a tw- this is four D chess. This is a twelve man offense, right? The run right. blocking, the offensive line. 
I thought it was so important they have Rashid Bailey back. I, I know we didn't have huge stats, although he did have like nine touchdowns, uh, which is a lot, by the way. Uh, but but the run blocking guys that have grit, Wolitarski being back in there, uh, Dembski. You know, this is rushing is a team stat as well as an individual, right? And Oliveira had a phenomenal marquee signature game, right? We may look back at this as as the be the true beginning of the Oliveira era but but it's it's not just him right it's it's the whole team they knew that they had to grind this one out and they did they did and it wasn't just him it was Prukop seven for 37 yards and a touchdown the guy is the Prukop is just money especially on those short yardages Darren I mean what a one punch right there and BC just couldn't stop it whereas we were able to stop them on third down right that was a huge turnover yeah, you're right. Uh, I do want to apologize. I'm having an issue with my screen sharing, so I'm not able to pull up the stats for everybody. But uh, some people asking, uh, Darren, like, look, Winnipeg the, the, have his B game. You're having your B game. I'm having a C <clears throat> game. Like, excuse me, but Zach Kolaris got injured. Zach Schnitzer got injured. Jumping up and down, cheering. Uh, I think you're probably in worse shape than the Blue Bombers quarterback, though. Oh, I mean, I, like I didn't bring my brace. There was going to be no stair runs for me tonight, Darren. I know I disappointed yet, a lot of people because, you know, people were really paying attention to me rather than the game. But, yeah, um, <laughs> I really hurt my knee. I could barely walk. Wow. <laughs> but, my, you know, my, my physio said, you don't have to wear your brace because you don't want to be overprotective of the knee. But, but wear it if you're doing something athletic. Uh, yeah, definitely dated week week to week, Jeff Kabilis. But uh, you're going to be okay. Think, you're going to you're going to play through the pain in Grey Cup week, Zach. I know. Yeah, it. sure. You know, not athletic, but uh, as my friend Caitlin, who I brought, said, you know, it is kind of athletic to like jump off off your chair and start jumping up and down. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm wearing the goat horns there. But anyway, uh, the other the other thing I want to say, Darren, I tried to start a BC sucks chant in the second quarter because it's my favorite chant. I heard a, a lot. Woman was I heard a lot of them a, tonight. A woman who was two seats away from me, she was in her 70s, and she said, son, it's too early for that. I've been coming to games since I was 12. It's not time for BC sucks. And I was just shut up completely. Like, she just shut me down. And I'm like, you're my elder. You know more than I do. I'll do whatever you say, ma'am. And uh, <laughs> Classy I just fans. love that. But Darren, the storylines, we're going to Regina. <laughs> First, first, ga- first preseason game we win in Regina. First game we win in Regina. First Western semi we win. In- first Western final, and now we're in the Grey Cup. Another story in their dressing be another. room. Yes, yeah. Can Nick Dembski even talked about you know heard nice facilities. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, look, I mean, uh, some people mentioning uh, Greg Ellingson how he was invisible tonight. Like, look. Yeah. The entire pass game was not a factor tonight. It's yeah. not because the wind was blowing or it was too cold or it was too wet or the balls were rock hard or, or something like that, right? It was <clears throat> the run game getting the job done. <coughs> Excuse me. Michael Shea, I asked him about this today because um, when it's an odd game, sometimes going to a thing that just works 
can be the most settling, reassuring, stabilizing thing. And for the Blue Bombers, it was the run game. They just kept at it. 20 carries yeah. for Brady Oliveira, seven for Dakota Prukop, two for Dembski, two for Kolaris. Uh, obviously, Kolaris not taken off and running uh, too, too much. But um, the way that they just said, look, this is working. They can't stop us. It eats the clock. We're moving the ball. We're scoring. Let's just run the football. And Mike O'Shea talked about how the run game yeah. was a, like a calm place. And I loved that quote from Mike O'Shea <laughs> in just saying, say he did. He says, it's like it puts you in a calm place. And he's like, of course, it's chaos on the field and havoc and whatever word he used to describe, you know, how gritty and nasty and, and uh, you know, uh, smash mouth it is when you run the football. But yeah. from a play calling perspective, from a head coaching perspective, from an overall sure. game perspective, a calm place, having someone like Brady Oliveira and Dakota Prukop and all of those guys up front. We know the usual suspects, but you throw in Chris Kolonkowski, you throw in Liam Dobson, yeah. uh, Mike Miller, uh, a lot of those guys that uh, Connor you know, Burton, lead. Burton, what's his name? Burton Shaw, right? Connor Burton Shaw, they... the, the Canadian rookie. Yep. 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 All of those guys I mean, uh, really got yeah. the job done tonight. Yeah, you can rely on it, right? It's it's old reliable. It's your safe place. It's kind of your. It's kind of the Blue Bombers' reflex, and it's and it's their. Um, it's, it's their, their mo to win. It's their yeah. mo, Darren. And we've talked about this on the show a lot. When the Bombers' run game is going, they cannot be beat. At least this iteration of the Bombers, they cannot be beaten. They they don't. They just simply don't get beaten. Um, and, and if the run game sort of mediocre or, or middling, then they, they might have a bit more trouble, right? You look at that great cup in 2019, Andrew Harris went off and they, they I mean, it, they, it was over at halftime, basically last great cup, you know, he wasn't so effective, uh, whether he was, uh, lingering effects of the injury or just the way Hamilton's front was playing. Um, but, but you wear down a team, like what one bird's saying, you wear them down in the cold and and you you have ball control. We beat them in time of possession, and you well, just, and, and you just look at this the team down. And the BC Lions couldn't counter with James Butler, who they absolutely had no wore game. down the Stampeders last week. Right, six carries for four yards. He was a non-factor. Non-factor. He had less than a yard yeah. per carry. Right. Yeah. The only run yeah. that was effective was Rourke, and that was late in the game in kind of desperation mode. Right. Yeah. The twelve. What did run, you, yeah. What did you What did you make of Rourke? So I I thought you know he started to come on as the game went on, but it looked like either he was missing guys on purpose because they were covered and he didn't want to throw a pick, Darren. And I'm talking about in the first half and, and parts of the third quarter, or or was he just off, or or was there just nothing open? Like, what was your sense of uh, Rourke's game? My sense, and this is just my feeling, um, is that it was cold. Like, it looked like, yeah. look, 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 look. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Winnipegger, true and true, born and raised. Uh, I got I got cold winter blood flowing through my veins. I'm an absolute winter uh, child, child of winter, no question. Um, but Nathan Rourke didn't look comfortable throwing the football mm. today. You know, yes, he threw for 300 yards. But he threw a couple picks. Uh, the one to Winston Rose through traffic, like he had like five seconds in the pocket. And I, I mentioned this on on CFL.ca uh, uh, earlier this week. Four, five, six seconds doesn't sound like a lot of time. That's an eternity 
yeah. in the pocket. That's I an eternity to that. cover. And what does Nathan Rourke do? He stays in the pocket. I think, you know, three months ago, he would have taken off because things are yeah. broken down at that point, And DBs are more running for their life to cover than keeping their eyes on the quarterback and where he might go left, right, up the middle, whatever. Um, but Rourke decides to throw it into an incredibly congested area right down the middle. And it wasn't the first Blue Bombers DB that made the pick. Winston Rose was kind of at that second level behind that first point of attack and where the receivers were. And he had the interception. To me, that was something's different. And, you know, we asked Nathan mm. Rourke after the game and he goes, look, I, you know, uh, I seem to be running fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You know, that, that sort of thing. Sure. He doesn't want to make excuses. Maybe he doesn't want to lead on that. That's a, a reason why he didn't play his best. That's kind of the guy he is character wise. But the reality is he was 54%. This is a guy that was throwing like 80% for 450 yards when he set the CFL record for a completion percentage, right? And, right. Yeah. You know, his, his quarterback efficiency rating, 67.4. Zach Kolaris yeah. didn't do much in the air today. 24 or uh, 14 of 20. He was 70%, 178 yards, threw a pick, threw a touchdown. His quarterback efficiency rating was 93.3. That's like 50% better than Nathan Rourke's. Yeah. So to, to me, the writing was on the wall. Nathan Rourke was not fully healthy and the BC lions with no run game absolutely suffered because of it. Yeah. I think that's well said. And, and, and listen, I think part of that goes to our defensive coaching. I, and I saw a comment on here and I, and I think it's, I think it's bang on from just what I saw Darren and, and you can weigh in of course, I think the bombers schemed well against him too. It looked like a lot of times, even when he had time in the pocket, whether that was because the bombers didn't rush, more than three or four, they, they he didn't seem to see anything downfield. And I think that's a testament to the coaching and, and to the play of our umbrella, the, those DBs in the back. And also, of course, Alden Darby, who plays a coverage role. More on Darby later. I mean, he impressed the hell out of me, uh, as well as Desmond Lawrence and, and some of those other DBs. Um, I, I think a lot of times he maybe just didn't even see anything open. And uh, I... Listen, folks, well, I, I'm going to say this right now. The uh, Darren, I got to chime in on this. The Cryberry baby stuff about Rourke, I think you need to can it. I, I he's, he's a young man. This was a big moment for him. He worked his ass off to come back from injury. And yep. men are allowed to cry, by the way. This was a big moment, and he's crushed. His yep. dream, he's Canadian. He wanted to win the Grey Cup. The Lions were a huge story. I know some of you are just chirping, but... I don't think if you're chirping a guy who uh, came back from injury the way Nathan Rourke did, played the way he did early in the season, and then most recently last week uh, in a huge win uh, over the uh, the Calgary Stampeders to come into Winnipeg, play the best team in the land, be a huge underdog, and uh, be in the fight until the end. Like they lost by a score; it was twenty-eight twenty. Like that's a one-score yeah, they, game. They were. They could have easily tied. I mean, they could have easily tied this game as they managed the clock better. Um, he shed tears. Is, I mean, I think I would too. This, I mean, I would never be an elite athlete, as evidenced by my knee. But I've shed tears. Um, you respect the guy, man. Thanks, Gordo. You respect thanks the guy. And I know some of uh, you are just chirping, but look, uh, honestly. 
I, my my throat is absolutely tore up right now. So yeah, but he's like you were cheering your face off. Yeah, no, I was not either. But uh, anyway, no, you're not 100 um, buddy. No, but uh, no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm I'm probable. <laughs> um, this is the thing. If you blame an athlete for what Nathan Rourke went through this year, and and you criticize him for showing emotion outwardly when it's all over. I don't think you understand how it works. These guys put in work every single day. They don't wake up in the morning and say, eh, I'm going to do pancakes. Nope. They're focused on eating the right things and then doing the right things to play at their best. Nathan Rourke is a tireless worker. I think you just yeah. need to shake your head when uh, you know, you're know you're saying things like that because like, give me a break, man. Yeah. But, uh, he had a heck of a season. I, I, yeah, he did. He did. And uh, listen, uh, did I get sick of the Kid Canada talk from TSN? Yes. But do they want ratings? Yes. Was he going to give them ratings? Absolutely. Oh, he moves, they the need he moves the needle. They need BC to be a story. Uh, and I get it. I get it. But but I, I'm glad to shut that up a little bit. L- let's be honest. But Darren, I mean, what do, what do the Bombers take from this game? I mean... Do they feel like they escaped with one? Do they? Do they? Does this just give them added motivation to get better for next week? How do they feel about Toronto, a team that they barely beat, that played them tough, but they only played them once, and this was months ago? You're you're talking. Sorry, I'm talking like how how do the bombers like? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're like me. You can't multitask. I get it. Um, oh no, I'm, I'm on the ball. Kidding, Let's course. go. You're multitask. You're Mr. Volleyball, basketball, hockey, football. I don't know. Ball hockey. What else do you cover? Wouldn't trade it for the Ultimate world. Frisbee. Dude, like Wouldn't what are the, the bombers? World. What are the, what do you think is going through their mind? Because I, I heard, um, I heard them talking that the, the, the locker room was fairly quiet after the game. Uh, was do you think that's because they realized they didn't oh, no. play their A game? Oh no 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 no! Did they? Oh no! no. They I don't know where like, you heard that. I don't know where you heard that. I heard that on the post game, maybe, and maybe I misheard. When the BC Lions were speaking in the media room underneath IG Field, it, it backs on to the weight room and the therapy facilities for the Blue Bombers in, in their their corner of the stadium, and it erupted a oh, few really? times. <laughs> Absolutely. So here's the thing. Mike O'Shea has always said this, and I want to get into our Walby Warrior Westward Wide to the right, the Happy Honker, Game Balls, and and the rest. But um, we also have we we also have a special gift to open up, Darren, from one of our favorite fans. So that's right. Absolutely. Big thanks for that. Um, Mike O'Shea has always said, "You put in the work, and you honor your teammate. And when you put in the work, and you honor your teammate, and you win." You celebrate with your teammate. That's how that bond is formed. You know, everybody saw, a lot of people saw that family video that Adam Big Hill narrated and the Blue Bombers put up on their website. Very cool, right? Um, That's where that comes from. It's about honoring your teammate, playing for the guy next to you, not playing for the coach, not playing for the GM or or somebody uh, out there. It's playing for your teammate. And you celebrate with your teammate when you win. And then you put it to bed together and then you go to work. So I, I put out a tweet that Adam Big Hill actually retweeted. 
uh, tonight. And, and he said, um, you know, that they're already going to work. Uh, I, I'm just going to pull it up here, but it was absolutely uh, interesting to hear um, Adam Big Hill say that. Uh, this game is behind us, said Adam Big Hill. It's laser focus work. And he retweeted that and said, we're already on to Great Cup. Great Cup week has already begun for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, they're going to have a couple coldies tonight, as Walby would say. They're going to drink it in and enjoy. But this, this ain't going to be like uh, Major League Baseball and winning the pennant. They're going to the dance oh, yeah. and they're getting to work first thing in the morning. This is not going to be a late night for the Blue Bombers. Laser focused. Oh, um, and yeah. uh, the work is what they really reside in and relish in. So I think that's and, a huge and, advantage yeah. for the Blue Bombers that, that you know, they, they know uh, they don't care if it's one great cup, two great cups, three in a row, uh, you know, four and five years, whatever like the Bombers did back in the, the 50s and 60s, uh, they are going to win one football game. And that focus, I think, is their greatest asset, bar none. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree. I, 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 it doesn't surprise me, Darren. I don't know where I heard that it was quiet. Although Winston Rose was fairly serious on his post-game interview, you know, and, and you could tell, yeah. and that's echoing what you're talking about right now, Darren. They're going to go to work, and, and maybe... Uh, and my buddy Jack, who I took to the game with, was talking about this like he's a big rugby fan. But I think it goes – he said it's the same in rugby. It's like Zach, if you – Zach, keep going. I'll be right All right. Darren. Darren, where are you? Oh, I was going to say it's the same. I'll, in, I'll be right back, brother. You tell your story. I'll be right back. I'll be uh, – I'm good. So I just think in any sport, if you win the game – on your B game, then, then I, I would argue that you're going to be a little more motivated, especially for the great cup. And, and I know we're going to preview the great cup throughout the week. Darren's going to do a lot and, and we'll hear from our, our pal, the legend, Chris Walby. But can you imagine the motivation that bombers defense has playing against Andrew Harris? You remember the game, in Toronto, it, it, it's it's way back. It's hard to believe it was this year with the snow, but it was summer. It, at one point in Canada, it was summer and there was no snow and it was nice and warm. But uh, Andrew Harris, despite the fact that they lost the game, Darren, I was just talking about Harris and that earlier game in Toronto. He kind of had his way with the Bombers. And I think I just... I just, for some reason, I'm picking Adam Big Hill. I bet you is just foaming at the mouth to I tame bet. the beast that is Andrew Harris. I bet you Alden Darby and Malik Clements and 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 Marcus Sales and Jake Thomas, those guys want to crush him. That's just the sense I get. If I was that, I'm just putting myself in their shoes. Yeah. And I bet you Harris wants to crush them too. And that's going to be a huge storyline going into well, Grey Cup, man. Like, what a story. And, and just to catch people up, Andrew Harris scored a touchdown on his first touch in 12 weeks. Right. Scored a touchdown. Uh, he had nine carries for 42 yards that led all Argos. AJ Ouellette had six carries for 38 yards. So Ouellette averaged 6.3 per carry, Harris 4.7. This is a two-headed monster. 
They have McLeod Bethel Thompson. He threw for 299 and was 70%, two touchdowns, no picks. So had a nice clean game, a QB rating uh, above 130. Uh, their offense was clicking against uh, the yeah. Montreal Alouettes today. Alouettes punched back, and, and the Argos defense looked beatable, which is probably their biggest strength this season. But when it comes to that leading storyline, and not just Andrew Harris versus the Bombers, but Harris, the uh, the master, if you will, with Brady Oliveira, the protege, uh going head to head um it's going to be fascinating the argos will run that two-headed monster Ulette and harris together are stronger um than you know uh them separated so uh, you know i think the run game in regina on november 20th is most definitely going to be uh something people are talking about all week well and and, and someone's saying uh <laughs> who's gonna three-peat andrew harris or the bombers like right like i mean that's just yeah. one of probably a thousand storylines, Darren, that, that, that you and, and many people in the media will get into, but um, yeah, it, it, what a, what a great, great storyline. And, and, and to face the Argos, it, I know it's historical, Darren, but a team, yes, the Jets won. Yes. Good for them. Apparently there was a cheap shot at the end of the third, third, uh, I was going to say third quarter. <laughs> I'm in football. But I, <laughs> at the end of the third period so good i'm i'm glad the well it went to overtime so it was the third quarter yeah yeah sure that's right that's right darren that's right. so i mean I, I was just saying like what are the bombers what are they thinking you know they're they're i think they're already preparing and, and they're going to be very serious i mean this is the third time right and, and i think that's a huge advantage for this team they've been there done that right they're probably going to the wear their robe yeah. whites They've gone into the nastiest of environments and, and won the cup. I, I I just think they're going to be very well prepared. I think their A game beats beats the Argos A game any day. It's but it's football. It's it's fickle, right? There's coaches. Dinwiddie's a good coach. Uh, who is it? Uh, Corey Mace is he the defensive uh, DC of of to... uh, the Argos? He's a good. They've they've played well. They're very yeah, opportunistic. Right. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see. It looks like BC tried to stop our pass game today and got killed by the run game. And we'll see what the Argos do. I mean, I know that's that's about a week away now, but uh, it's it's just got me got me thinking. I'm starting to get excited. I'm over like the meh. Uh, it's just your roller coaster of emotions. That's part. I'm of being just a fan, labile. Right? I'm very labile, uh, Darren. Mark- Mark Morissette uh, watching live on YouTube. What's up, Mark? And and what's up, everybody out there? Uh, awesome numbers, uh, people taking in the post-game show here on Game Day After Dark. How big of a threat is Brandon Banks next week? Well, he had five targets, two catches, 25 yards tonight, uh, or this afternoon, I should say, in the Argos 34-27 win. Deveris Daniels put up the big numbers. He had uh, three catches for 108. Curly Gittens Jr., Look out for this guy out of Wilfred Laurier, the Canadian. Yeah. Nine catches on nine targets for 97 yards. Four second down conversions for Curly Gittens Jr. He was really, really good. That's going yeah. to be the biggest challenge. Like you talk about Canadian running backs and, and Andrew Harris versus 
Um, Brady Oliveira, let's talk about Canadian receivers going head to head with Nick yeah. Dembski versus Curly Gittens Jr. It, it's going to be awesome uh, to witness. Just another one of those layers to the onion of storylines uh, going into this Great Cup game. Zach, let, let's and, get into it. Let, let's let's yeah. get right down to it and, and do our Walby's Warrior, uh, our first of our special segments here on Game Day After Dark. Who stood out to you as the guy that went to war? won the battle, uh, and deserves the prestigious honor of being Chris Walby's warrior tonight. Dude, this one's easy for me. It, it just screams Brady Oliveira. And I, and when I say Brady Oliveira, I mean not only him, uh, but but all of those those road graders in the front, the O-line, the hogs, and and the and the and the run blockers, right? And the fullbacks like Cotter Burtonshaw, like Mike Miller. Remember, he's a fullback, right? You saw the way the bombers uh lined up, the, the, the way they set up this roster this week, Darren, when, when the roster came out yesterday, the depth chart, and I saw six, six seven O linemen, uh, a couple of fullbacks. I don't think I've ever seen them dress two fullbacks. I don't know if that was because Miller was maybe nicked. He surely didn't look nicked. He he murdered someone on kick coverage tonight. Uh, and I, I hope Terry Williams is okay. Did not look good. Williams. But wow. can, can I just interject and say that hit is oh my why God. Uh, so many clean hits. Like, like to me, that was a clean hit. And I understand it was most definitely a helmet-to-helmet contact. But there was no targeting of the head. There was no leading no, with the head. Clean. That is a perfect punishing. up form tackle punishing sure big strong powerful great but clean squared up perfect form textbook tackle from mike miller just unfortunately uh he was the hammer and uh uh terry williams was the nail and williams did get up on his own power which got up on his own power which is a positive sign but uh man there's a reason i give mike miller his nickname yeah so he I mean, and you saw the way the Bombers bench just erupted after that, right? Like, they really, truly treat special teams as a third pillar, right? But, yeah, Jeff Cabellas is saying it. Uh, I just think Oliveira, 20 rushes, 130 yards with a large of 26. 6.5-yard average, Darren. He had four catches on five targets for 37 yards with a 36-yard yak, right? Like, it's insane. This is what it's I'm pointing insane. out. Sorry. Oh, hit the like yeah. button. Yeah. So I was super impressed with him, but but also with the entire uh, run scheme tonight. The run game was was just clicking, and and that was basically I think that was most of our offense, and uh, loved it. He was a real warrior, and he stepped up. And big players, right? Like uh, uh, Jackson Jeffcoat's dad likes to say, right? Big. Big time players make big plays in the big moments, or he big says games. it better than I did. But big uh, games, big players big make games. big plays in big games. Yeah, and that was yeah. He he made some guys miss. Uh, he and and the and a big reason him and Brukop why we were over fifty percent on second down. BC was like twenty five percent on second down. That, that that's a big game story, right? So uh, yeah. controlling the clock, controlling the time of possession. Uh, big, big Walby's Warrior win for Oliveira and everybody involved in that run game for me, Darren. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I give my Walby Warrior to all seven offensive linemen that dressed and played tonight. So uh, go from left to right. It's Stanley Bryant. It's Jeff Gray. It's uh, Michael Couture. 
two cheeseburgers on Instagram, by the way, if you're interested in, in following Michael Couture. Oh. I just love that. Uh, love that handle. <laughs> um, Pat Newfeld and Jamarcus Hardrick. And then, of course, Liam Dobson um, and uh, Chris Kolonkowski. Kolonkowski, uh, yep. Dressing for the Blue Bombers on the offensive line tonight. Am I right? No, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, those they, are our Wallabies work. They were whole. <laughs> can I just say they were whole hog? <laughs> you didn't. Uh, you didn't. Hog. Just oh, like I didn't hit the mute baby. button there when I cleared my throat. I want to mention uh, the Barfly says, if Ellingson is not 100%, would rather see O'Leary Orange and bring in another import. Look, if I'm the BC Lions and I want to limit one player on the field in the receiving core, it's Greg Ellingson. I'm not as scared. Like, look, you, you kind of pick your poison, right? Ellingson and Schoen, Um Sean was targeted three times. He had three catches, 36 yards. Ellingson targeted twice. He had no catches. Uh, to me, it didn't stand out that that he was like invisible or, or couldn't get open or anything like that. I think the BC Lions probably said, look, if there's one guy we can kind of uh, bracket and lean towards a little bit, I, I would want to take out a veteran uh, like Greg Ellingson from the Blue Bombers game plan. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, that said, I, I don't think he's hurt. I really don't. He looked fine. <clears throat> Pardon me. He looked fine uh, in one quarter of action two weeks ago in the Blue Bombers regular season finale. Had a nice catch across the middle from Zach Kolaris and called it his night. Uh, you know, he's had weeks and weeks now, uh, two weeks since being healthy enough to dress and play, um, you know, to, to be healthy. So if he wasn't super involved today, no worse for wear, that's okay. He'll be healthy and good to go for the Great Cup. And and I don't know that he's a guy like because he was coming on and off. I noticed they were rotating him in there, and and I think he he's maybe a guy that you don't see as much on first down. Maybe when they're going to run the ball, he's not as much a run blocker. Uh, I I I thought you know, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but but I'm not super concerned I think they, about Ellington. They all run block in some, maybe, point, in some but maybe that. maybe not as experienced with it, um, and and maybe as as. Uh, polished with it as as a guy like uh, Rashid Bailey, for example, or or uh, or a Drew Walatarski. But anyway, who's who's your uh, Walby Warrior, buddy? Oh, I mentioned it. Uh, the offensive line. Those. those seven oh, you guys said the offensive line. Yep. Maybe while you were coughing, you said it. I think it was when I was choking on my words, which I often do, uh, regardless of the condition uh, of my throat and lungs. Uh, okay, so Westwood's wide to the right. Uh, the thing, the moment, the situation you did not like tonight, that was wide to the right. Well, I think it was wide to the left, and, I, and I'm I'm just going to go, Ooh. you know, there were some bad penalties. The Bombers took some turnovers, but honestly, even Zach's interception, that doesn't bother me, Darren. Zach is a gunslinger. He lives and dies by the sword, and we love that in Winnipeg. And most of the time, it, it works out for the good. I think he's lost four times, right? He had a guy in his face, and he lobbed one up where, where a receiver was, and, and the DB undercut it. Big deal. Like, I can live with that. But but Mark Leggio, I, I do not have the patience for it anymore. I am done with Mark Leggio's issues, and, and I get that, 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 that they're mental, Right. Good job. Yeah. Get that fisherman's friend or Sepical yeah. or whatever you got there. Like you should not be missing converts. Maybe you miss one out of 50. You should not be missing converts. And he cost us four points. 
He missed one, so it's minus one. That's one. He misses another, that's minus two, and then it goes back for two. That's four points. And yes, Transcodopoli, he punted the pigskin out of the ball. I thought his punting was phenomenal, both in terms of, of height and, and directional punting. Great punting. But you cannot miss point afters. If that game was tighter, or if that was the difference, he has all the physical tools, right? It's mental. And so it concerns me. Now, did he did he hit one point after? Yes. Did he did he hit his field goals? Yes. But Darren, he has Points. got to figure that out. Now, someone told me who was watching closely, maybe one of the point afters, the laces were were uh, were in. I, I don't know. But you cannot miss those. And and I that's why my wide to the right. Love the guy. He makes amazing tackles. He, he, you know, he will forever go down in in the lore of the Labor Day Classic, Darren, for hitting a fifty-five yarder on the road to win that game and evading a a punt, a potential punt block, and and dancing around the, those rider um, pursuers. But I, I think bomber bomber fans have had enough of these issues on point afters. It's it's bizarre. They, they like James and the Peg. They're supposed to be gimmies. And in a tight game, if the Great Cup comes down to that, God forbid you lose a game on something like that, and you can. So he's got to get that together. You got to figure out whatever that mental hurdle is and and uh, overcome it. He's done it once this year when he had that bad game in Montreal, Darren. He came back. You know, I, I give him a lot of credit, but he's got to get it figured out. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, uh, it's it's definitely been an Achilles heel this season for Mark Leggio. Like, 32 yarders, and then he hits 40, 45, and 50, and even a 55er with the wind at his back, uh, yeah. you know, uh, in uh, against the Rough Riders. Um, for, for Mark Leggio, it has to be mental. It has yeah. to be. It has to be like, okay, we just scored six, got to make it seven. Well, I missed that one last week, you know? Like, if that's creeping in, I'm with you. He has to figure it out. He has to find that mental hurdle and not just clear it, but knock it over, like get it out of the way, uh, whatever you need to do. But uh, time is of the essence. Uh, Biggest game of his career is just seven days away. Well, and to be fair, this was the biggest game of his career, right? Like, sorry to cut you off, but I mean, I get it, right? Like it's a Western final at home, but at some, at some point you've just got, to hit those automatically you just have to yeah well like troy westwood was mr 661 and that's because he hit 661 converts consecutive um but back then it was a chip shot from 12 yards out right it was on it was on the five or maybe it was even less than that i think it was like on the three so either way um you know, it's a different story now, but this is why they moved it back a little bit because it was too easy. It now too it's starting easy. to make a difference in football games. And I'll be honest with you. I think it's a good thing. If you add, I like it as well. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. Um, so I my just like Westwood it when our kicker right, can hit them. 
<laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. We got you. We got you, Zach. We we know he needs to be better. No doubt. I'm, I'm with you there 100%. Um, but it didn't cost them the game, and it didn't uh, have too much of an effect on things. Uh, it made it a, a – it was two points off the board. You could also blame uh, the field goal unit, um, like the, the cover teams, for allowing a 127-yard uh, return for two points back the other way. Um, okay, my Westwood wide to the right, and I will just say this briefly because, look, I, I worked for them for nearly a decade. I have so many good friends there, both the ones you know in front of the camera or on the microphone, the ones behind the scenes, the ones in the offices. I have tons of respect um, for all of my former colleagues and current friends and, and everybody that I, I've dealt with at TSN through the years. But I'll give them a wide to the right. When it comes to the division finals and the Grey Cup, they're showing the games on TSN and they're showing NFL games on CTV. If it's not the West final, the East final and the Grey Cup, at least get the Grey Cup on CTV. Put it on Channel 5, put it on Channel 1005 or whatever it is. Farmer Vision is what my pals from the country used to call it. You get CBC and CKND or something like that. Uh, Channel 5 is one of those uh, that is, is really ex easily accessible for so many people. Get the game in front of the eyes of the people. I'll leave it at that. My Westwood wide to the right. Okay, let's quickly move on. 100%, uh, buddy. We've got uh, the Happy Honker. Am I forgetting yes, one? Sir. I always feel like I'm forgetting one. Oh, yes. Well, We have got we, the Bonfire the burning, burning Point. point. Yeah. Well, we, we, we sort of mix around the, the order. Let's do the happy honker. And I've, I've got a few okay. happy honkers. I just love honking. Uh, first of all, my <laughs> first, ha ha my first happy honker goes to Dakota Prukop, right? He, he, and it's, I don't even know if he's a happy honker situation anymore, Darren, because he's such a big part of the game plan. But when your third string quarterback is, is such a big part of the game plan and he is getting you third down, um, in the wedge at will on short yardage and carrying it for four five, six, seven yards. And then he's throwing balls. He was one for one for 10, um, seven carries for 37 yards and a touchdown 5.3 average. It is just such a huge thing to the, to the extent that you see Prukop come in, not just on second and one or second and inches or third and one third or inches, Daryl, Darren, Daryl, whoever you are, I'm thinking of Daryl Brandle, our buddy, who's uh, who just yeah. <laughs> who's throwing shade at the NFL. Uh, nice to see you, Daryl. You know, he, he's the guy that comes in on second and three, second and four, second and five, even Darren. I just love that. Uh, I, and and to me, he's he's a happy honker. Uh, the the other happy honker part of, of Dakota Brukov. People probably didn't see this, but uh, I was watching him when he first came on, on, on a short yardage situation. And you know, those overcoats they have to keep them warm. He didn't just shrug his off like Pipkin. He threw his off like this with a flourish. I don't know if he did it on purpose, <laughs> but man, we were just laughing. Like it was very majestic. He was a big showman there. That was super funny. And then Darren, I'm just going to extend this happy honker just a second, because I think this is exactly where a happy honker should go. Our friend, Sandy Thompson, one of our good friends. She got us gifts, Darren. Not only did she, she made find, us gifts. Well, she made us gifts exactly. Not only did she did she find me a spare Princess Auto blanket that I didn't for the game I didn't get to the last PC game. Uh, she made us. This is for you, Darren, and me. 
Bonfire Sports. No way. Friend. I don't know. This is know the first I've seen that. Wow. With your name on it. That's amazing. Mug. You know what? I'm going to put you full. Done for us, buddy. Look at this. Yeah, it deserves a full a full uh, camera shot here. This is just beautiful. So this is yours, Darren. I will pull out mine. Sandy, thank you. I will what pull out mine. What a beautiful mine. gift. I mean, this this woman That's is, awesome. uh, you're just one of my favorites, Sandy. And uh, I don't know where, it says, uh, well, there was a sticker on top here. It says, uh, "Candy Cra Candy's Craft Creations. Okay. So Big this is mine. Out. It's it's got one of one of the other designs that you created, Darren. One of my favorites. I don't yes. know how you describe this design. You tell kind of like a, a geometric flame. Geometric, a geometric flame uh, bonfire. Yeah, I love it, Sandy. And it says yeah, bonfire I, midweek on the other side. And Zach, uh, just killing it, Sandy. You know, um, you, you're just one of our favorites. Super sweet of you to do this. And uh, I know you. you made my daughter a bejeweled unicorn before you're you're just a sweetheart so thank, thank you, you so much, Sandy. thank you Sandy. you get a Thanks huge happy sister. honker yeah, yeah. absolutely oh. uh happy honker of the night goes to sandy and her sister yeah. for making those oh uh, so it's your sister who made thank it you. it's her so sister zach I'll, I'll be i'll be by in the coming uh day or two before i go to regina because oh that's yeah you to gotta get cup. this buddy that's yeah. coming to the gray cup that's gonna be uh a um, an absolute institution in the football reporters of canada hospitality suite where oh, gray cup week truly you watch happens. out for danny austin trying to drink from that eh well, he's not coming or to the Great Cup, but I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him on Bonfire this week because he's got thoughts he wants to share uh, on one on the 100. Well, he had this mysterious um, tweet about a bonfire, and I'm like, what's going on here? Hmm. No, 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 no. Okay, anyway, no, no. What's your happy honor, uh, buddy? Well, first, I wanted to mention somebody in the live chat was saying how, like, you remember Paul McCallum missed a field goal, and the Rough Rider fans like dumped a, a dump truck of manure yeah. on his lawn, and now he's in the Hall of Fame, rightfully so. Uh, but this is something people, a lot of people don't know. Did you know that when they dumped that load of manure on Paul McCallum's lawn, it was actually his next door neighbors? <laughs> they house missed his house. Oh, Just like McCallum missed the kick, he gets the last laugh. And those he idiots sure does, who dumped, uh, made it personal uh, missed uh, McCallum's. I feel bad for uh, the McCallum family, the, the neighbor's family as well, but uh, I'm sure they... Um, got it cleaned up and maybe put it to good use and had some nice tomatoes uh, uh, the, Darren, the following summer. Yeah, exactly. We're not saying he's not going to be a Hall of Fame kicker at some point. It's just he he needs to work these things out and he needs to work them out quick. God, uh, he's hey, young, man. He is he's young. He's a young guy. You remember when Brady Oliveira was having trouble earlier this year? You remember? Exactly. You yep. remember when everybody was like, we got to go to Johnny Augustine. We got to do that. Yeah. We got to trade for like, what are they, they were saying? They had to like trade for Peyton Logan, trade for, right. um, you know, Frankie Hickson. Or like, it was like, give right. me a break, man. Like wow. give him a chance to get it, it going. took a while to get going. Okay. What's you your, know what? uh, not too bad. Okay. So my uh, happy honker, of course, Sandy and her sister for that awesome work, but I'll yeah, give it to the amazing. crowd tonight. Uh, yeah. They weren't just like part of the atmosphere and part of the energy and, and part of, um, you know, the experience, the fans at IG field tonight, Zach, we all know this and the coaches and the players said it as much from both teams after the game, the fans at 
IG Field tonight. The Madhouse on Matheson rocked so hard, it had an impact on the game, a real impact that helped the Blue Bombers uh, pull out a, a 28-20 victory. So that's my happy honker tonight. Oh, let's yeah, uh, let, let's uh, quickly move to our bonfire burning point. Burning uh, point. point. Where the fuse sparked and uh, yeah. things went Tide in the Blue turned. Bombers' favor. Should, should yeah. I go first? Yeah, I'll go, go ahead, with buddy. the uh, I'll go with the third down stop and the turnover on downs. That was just a moment I think where yeah, like the crowd loved it. Obviously, they missed it by a good chunk. It was about four or five inches. Uh, at least it appeared, um, you know, from from our perch. But uh, to me, that just took a ton of wind out of the BC line sails, and uh, Winnipeg didn't look back from there. Yeah. I think that's a good one. I also am hearing people say that Janeer and Grant uh, kick return touchdown. For me, I would say punt it return, was yeah. it, punt return. It, it was early in the third quarter. Uh, the Lions had their first possession was a field goal, so it cut the lead. Uh, it was getting too close for comfort. And the Bombers, what I thought they had a a twelve play, very methodical. I think it was almost a five six minute drive, Darren capped off with a Prukop rushing touchdown on short yardage. And I just felt like that's where if you were worried where Rourke was starting to heat up, right. And uh, pardon the pun with the burning point, the bombers just took control of the game. back. <laughs> Hazel Dell stops at five fifty, folks. After party. Let's go. Love Let's it, go. Freezer. Yeah. After party, baby. <laughs> I thought the Bombers just they, they just wrestled control back from, from the Lions and and they just played bomber football, methodical, uh running the ball, smash mouth, and uh yeah, they they just a beautiful balance of running and passing and then and then they got that touchdown. And I and I for me, I thought that's when I kind of relaxed. I'm like, I think this game is uh I think this game is over. And and it was closer than it should have been, maybe, but uh for me that was the burning point, buddy. Uh, just mentioned John, John Chan asking about uh, Legio needing to be better. Did we talk about it? Um, yep. I'm just typing it here. You can go back five or 10 minutes. That's the beauty of YouTube. You can go back and, and listen. And look, I'm encouraging everybody right now. Do us a solid here on Bonfire Sports. We're making the investment for you, the fans. We're going to Regina to be at the 109th Grey Cup. We were going to be there either way. Win or lose for the Blue Bombers, we were going to be there covering the league for you. So get to youtube.com slash bonfiresports. Subscribe if you haven't yet. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, appreciate you a lot. If you head over to youtube.com slash bonfiresports and, and uh, give us a sub and give us a like and uh, a comment, that would be awesome. I read all of the comments. I do my best to get back to you guys. Um, but this is what I'm really asking everyone to do. And Zach, I, I know you know how important this is. Tell your friends, send it to your dad or your mom or your uncle or aunt or your siblings or your kids uh, or your nephews and nieces. Send it to your friends, your co-workers. If they're curious about how the Blue Bombers are shaping up as they go for back-to-back-to-back Grey Cup championships, let them know. Bonfire is your one-stop shop. We got you covered. We're going to have a little hockey uh, once the CFL season uh, is wrapped up. Lots of fun stuff in store uh, here on the channel and all part of this awesome uh, digital media uh, 
corner that we're taking here, not just in Winnipeg, but really across the country and, and, and around the world, uh, moving away from legacy media and into accessible, interactive media uh, with you out there, the viewers, the fans, the listeners. Uh, it's all about you. That's why we call it Bonfire Sports. Gather around, keep it warm, keep it stoked, um, and, and be part of it. Throw a little fuel on the fire and uh, get into the conversation. But go tell a friend right now. Go tell a few friends. Uh, send them a link uh, and, and tell them to sub up, and uh, we'll keep this bonfire raging all the way through the 109th Grey Cup and beyond. How about that, Yes, Zach? sir. And thank you, Darren. I mean, you don't get enough love here. You know, we're always throwing shade on you for your Ticats takes and all true. that stuff. <laughs> they were a good Buddy, team. They were a good team this year. They were a good team. But listen, it's because of you that this is all here, right? You're you're the brains behind the operation. Uh, um, I'm, I'm just... I'm just yeah. Okay, buddy. I, I'm just the bright, bright pink paint you put on the on the on the Ferrari, but the you're the Ferrari guy. Um, <laughs> right. I just like to drive right. it. I just like to drive it. Let's get to our game balls. Let's finish. Let's finish this up and get away from this loving because people are people are just going to start. Amen to that. Out. Amen to that. But but thanks everybody for the support all season. It's been awesome. And and be sure to support our sponsors um, that uh, that help support us. Um, game balls. Well, I, look, most valuable player in this game, hands down, was Brady Oliveira. 167 yeah. combined yards, 130 on the ground, six and a half yards per carry. Uh, no touchdowns, but. Uh, didn't need to be that guy. That was Dakota Prukop who pitched in 37 yards on the ground uh, himself. The Blue Bombers controlled things with what Michael Shea calls the calm place. Uh, so <laughs> I'll give a I'll give a game ball uh, to uh, Brady Oliveira, and I'll probably give out you know seven to the guys I gave my Wallaby Warrior to, and exactly. that's all the guys up front. Dude, how much would you bet if you if you had a little bit of money left to, from your from your winnings? I think you have a lot of winnings from SIA this year, uh, Darren, Did okay. one of our sponsors. Did okay. How much are you willing to bet that there's going to be a T-shirt at the Bomber store that says "Calm Place" with Brady Oliveira and those hogs? Maybe we should make some bonfire shirts that say "Calm Place." I, I would buy that. I I love it. I love it. Darren, my game ball is going to Alden Darby. Ooh. This is a guy that sh I believe really shored up our defense big nice time. Nice pull. Big, big addition. This was a guy that was benched, actually, by the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which surprised me. We know mm -hmm. that Dimeback, where you have... You're a linebacker, but you have coverage responsibilities. It is one of the toughest positions in the Canadian Football <clears throat> League. And he had it three is. knockdowns today. Three. Nearly that's Willie one. Jefferson. Yep. Uh, that's that's a stratosphere that few others get to. And Darby had <laughs> three. Oh, yeah. The too soon uh, BC sucks chant was amazing. He, he also had a sack, Darren. For for yep. a seven yard loss, it's hard to sack. Well, the knockdown. Did he have a sack? Well, he had three knockdowns. Then he had a sack, and he had a tackle. Because he and... had that one knockdown at the line of scrimmage. They like sent him on a blitz, and yeah, yeah it worked out great. So so uh, he could have had a couple picks. He could have easily had a pick six. Um, nice. Pick, I just man. well done. I just love me some Alden Darby. I understand why they let him go with Maston, and we've talked at length about that, but. Um, 
Why did I Hamilton so let him they, go in a trade? I, right. I am Cameron so happy Kelly. we got him. Cameron yeah. Kelly is a Cameron baller, Kelly is, man. He's great. He's great. Unbelievable. But, yeah. but uh, kudos to Kyle Walters and that team for getting Darby. And, and also Desmond Lawrence, by the way, who had a, had a fan, fantastic game, actually. This is huge. I mean, this is just one of those CFL stories where you get guys late in the, late in the season. The Bombers seem to do it every year. Uh, just just great story with Alden Darby. Love to have him back. He's part of that dark side defense. He had a whale of a game in the Grey Cup last year, and I expect him against his former team in Toronto yeah. to have a good game. What's the sea walking to Snoop Dogg? That's the Crip Walk. That's the Crip Walk, right? You know, the, oh, the Bloods okay. and the Crips and, and all that BS from yeah. uh, from the West Coast uh, rap uh, scene in the, in the 90s. But um, what my favorite was, uh, maybe this gets a, a happy honker uh, honorary uh, honorable mention, but that's uh, Brady Oliveira, big run, and then Jamarcus Hardrick joining him for a little bit yeah. of a trip walk uh, after that. That was one of my favorite moments uh, tonight. Um, a game ball I'll give to... Uh, so you gave one to the defense. You've given one to the offense. Um, oof, you know what? Like, I mean, I think you'd almost leave it there. Uh, like I, I could start digging. I, I think your Alden Darby pick is awesome. Like that's a really, really good one. I think you could give one to the coordinators tonight. The, the yeah, Blue Bombers defense absolutely. just played in a way um, that BC couldn't respond to offensively. Uh, Richie Hall dialed up a phenomenal game plan. And yeah. I don't know if the Blue Bombers front seven, like no doubt their strongest uh, position group, like no doubt their strongest position group, top to bottom. Um, I don't know if they attacked the BC Lions offensive line and, and, and Nathan Rourke differently, but they might have made some adjustments. They might have made some changes or or just certain em, employ certain strategies when you know that a quarterback doesn't have the same uh, wheels that he has had uh, when held fully healthy. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give a game ball to Richie Hall and I'll give one to Buck Pierce because it it has to take something, a stroke of, of some level of genius to be able to run the ball over and over and over again, and nobody can stop it. Like, yes, yeah. it's the guys up front. Yes, it's Brady spinning and juking and, and twisting and diving. But the play design and the balance the and the, the setup. Yeah, the commitment to it. Yeah. Well, well said, Zach. Uh, I, I think it is really, really something. Uh, Buck Pierce... Um, gets a game ball for me tonight well done by the well and, and i like that Darren. And, and and you know you saw them throw some different run looks and and at, at the beginning of the game they weren't really working you know brady was getting three and four yards the dembski tried a couple sweeps in the beginning they uh bc's credit they they had him down to rights but unlike calgary who 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 abandoned the run after 10 carries because what craig dickinson or, or sorry not craig dickinson that might be an insult. Dave Dickinson says, well, they were loading the box. <laughs> well, the Bombers don't care if you load the box. Yeah. They're going to keep running the ball. Because they're going to use some misdirection did. with Dembski. Mister- or- Beautiful yeah. misdirection. It's those fine little details that I that I that I that just so so impressed me, Darren. And you have to be so on point with those fine little details with timing with body position to get those fakes in and and it even fools fans right we'll watch one guy go the other way we'll watch Prukop we think he has the ball right and and Buck Pierce is just setting up the other team 
they might get you the first couple of times, but he's setting you up and he yeah. sets him up and he knocks him down. And, and I just love the run game. It might not be the prettiest, but you know, everybody wants to see Zach throw for 400 yards, but uh, the bombers have been able to run on BC all season and, and they did it again. And, yeah. uh, I'll have to dig into the stats with Toronto to see how they play the run. It's so hard to to put these guys, these teams head to head, Darren, because they have only played once, and it was so mm-hmm. early on. But uh, yeah. they uh, always play them tough, though. Yeah, Argos they do. Play the Bombers tough. Uh, yeah, they I do. will give a here. How about this? I'll give a bonfire game ball to Ryan Frieza, who yeah points out no game ball for Janarian Grant. Absolutely. Well, fair said, enough, uh, fair Ryan Frieza. Uh, kudos to you and game ball to you uh, and to Janarian Grant. Like what a huge uh, redemption he had um, right. you know, in, in getting things, uh, getting things back on track. He literally drops the ball, right? He literally drops the ball and then he picks it up, right? That, that, that takes yeah. a lot of guts. That takes a lot of uh, resiliency, but uh, yeah. Hey, listen to Andre Harms. Uh, get down there. Give us a thumbs up. We're almost at 100. That'll be awesome. There's 170 people watching right now. We had like 180 That's awesome. something. This is and this is just on YouTube, right? We got people yeah. watching on Twitter. We got people watching on Facebook. We got people watching on LinkedIn. Did you know we're on Twitch? Oh yes. What's Twitch? Go check it out. Uh, we're yeah. on there as well. But uh, for everybody out there, if you're not on YouTube, head over to YouTube.com/slash Bonfire Sports subscribe uh consider subscribing if you haven't give us a thumbs up hit the comments uh all those things uh that would be a solid for us waiters shooting back at freezing he just fumbled the game ball <laughs> oh given you know a little bit of a uh a parallel to uh Janarian grant so i i don't mind that uh as well um okay th- this is important too because some people are talking about bonfire midweek this week uh being absolutely on fire which it will uh chris walby getting the game day winnipeg going on saturday as we always do uh the day before the game here on bonfire sports what is the upcoming bonfire schedule well tomorrow i'm gonna try to create something maybe like you know uh if i wake up and i can actually uh talk uh and and swallow uh my morning coffee and that sort of thing i'll, I'll get a video up but like look we're, we're gonna be cranking out content consistently and continually all through gray cup week i'm not even sure when i'm headed out zach but you're going to join me jeff hamilton ted wyman danny austin uh like so many people all your favorites some new ones as well uh i'm gonna track down farhan and Naylor and uh all of my good friends uh across the cfl landscape they're gonna join us uh we'll do a little bit on midweek we'll do a little bit on game day winnipeg walby wants to join more often so like we're just gonna Uh-oh. pop on and do a couple minutes throughout the week um, unbelievable love it yeah so uh, you're going to get your uh, full dose of 63 Big Bluto, uh, Chris Walby, uh, through the week. So what's our schedule this upcoming week? Go check. It's going to be fresh content uh, check all daily, the time. Folks. And this is the easiest thing. Everybody has a smartphone, okay? So whether you got an Android or an iPhone or whatever you have, you have a podcast app on your phone. Find it. Load it up. Search Bonfire Sports. You know the B. You can't miss it. 
subscribe. Um, and look, you, you don't have to like keep those episodes on your phone and, and gobble up a bunch of um, you know space on your phone. You can have it there and, and quickly download just with a push of a button and, and listen to it. So uh, that way, you know something is fresh. You know that something is new. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube and ring the bell. You ring that little bell, just push it and, and light it up yellow. You'll get a notification on your phone if your notifications are turned on for the YouTube app. And anytime we are live, which everything will be um, for the most part, I think. Um, and you'll know uh, you'll know when we got fresh stuff up on uh, Bonfire Sports live from the Grey Cup City, the Queen City, and in the Queen City, and and we're going to be giving away our uh, our TSV prize pack, eh, Darren, on midweek. With our sure. ornaments and our hand. Well, and how about our, our fantasy prizes? Our fantasy prize. Well, the fantasy prizes we can't give till after Great Cup because they're included. They're still going. So we got to do a show after Great Cup, of course. Okay, good. Maybe a midweek show because because they include the Great Cup in fantasy and pick them. So well, those and, things and are up thing, in the Zach, air. For those amazing prizes that are still a surprise, still a secret. Uh, for the Bonfire Sports Fantasy winners. And Zach, big uh, big ups to you in uh, handling all of that this year and, and keeping on top of the leaderboard. And Very the difficult job. Very those, difficult job. Those prizes could be fitting to hand mm. out after the Grey Cup, don't you think? Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. they, 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 they'd, fit, they'd fit perfectly. They, they, they definitely have a sparkle to them. So absolutely. Yeah. Thank you Jeremy, for we, participating in those. Jeremy asking uh, how soon it's going to be on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, like all of them. Uh, it will be up 15, 20 minutes. It's pretty quick once we finish the show. So uh, as long as, Zach, you don't talk my ear off after uh, the show, like, you know, you and I, we, we chop it up a little bit once uh, once the audience is away. I but, don't even uh, like to talk, Darren. I mean, geez. No, you're not much of a talker. You're a pretty quiet guy. You're I'm just quiet a listener. Guy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Like everybody hey, else uh, out there. Gerald Wilson is listening from the Philippines, he said. Shout out to Gerald Wilson. Where are you, Manila? That's amazing. Where are you? Don't, don't ask Darren to give you any, uh, don't ask him any geography questions about the wow. uh, Far East. I've been working on my, my geography in regards to the Philippines because <laughs> I, I wrote about uh, the Philippines and the Filipino uh, uh, community here in Manitoba uh, with Jason Robertson and and uh, oh, yeah. Tim Stapleton and and uh, Her- uh, Filipino Heritage Night, I had that piece up on uh, NHL.com. Yeah, that, was, that was a ton of fun. But nobody knows this, Zach. Winnipeg is the largest Filipino population outside of the Philippines. Like per no capita. way. There's a quarter million Filipino people in Toronto, but that's a yeah. small percentage compared to the right, eighty thousand Filipinos here Very cool. in Winnipeg. It's ten percent cool. of our population. 10%. It's crazy. And apparently we you have some folks you. we've uh, we've sent their way too. So th- that's awesome, Gerald. Thanks for joining. And, and everybody who's international, I believe John Chan is is the guy from Singapore, right, John? Um, oh, we've reached a thousand messages. Oh, my God. This Love is it. just, we're just loving this. We're, we're, this is Antipolo City. That is awesome, buddy. No doubt. Uh, Darren, someone asked if we we're doing a post-game show after Grey Cup. After dark, yeah. or what's what's your schedule like, buddy? 
Well, I don't even know yet because this is the first yeah. year we've done a post game here on Bonfire, right? It had just right. a pregame show with, with Chris Walby last year. Um, I, I don't see why not. I don't know what your plans are. Um, it might be a little uh, bit later than tonight because, like, it's yeah. it's almost 1030, right? Um, Grey Cup, uh, post game availability, the locker room, the rest. Uh, there's a lot happening. But, yeah, no yeah. doubt you and I should hop on, right? Oh, we got to do it after dark on the Grey Cup, buddy. Yeah. Right, we'll ride the the wave of energy. We will. We yeah, yeah. yeah. What are you? Any any final thoughts there? Anything else you want to say? Hmm. I mean, this is what it's all about, right? This is this is why fans cheer. This is why players play. This is why coaches coach. It's all about getting to the dance and going out there, putting your best out on the field and leaving it all out there, letting it all hang out. And for the Blue Bombers, they're in really, really strong shape going into yeah. the 109th Grey Cup with an opportunity to do something that hasn't been done in 40 years, right? Yeah. With, uh, yeah in the a Edmonton salary Football cap Club. era with, with these yeah. one-year contracts, Darren. It's insane. Edmonton won it, it's, yeah, Edmonton won it from 78 it through 82, five in a That's row. That's right. Yeah, and they... They uh, unfortunately beat a lot of really good bomber teams with, with the Birmingham Rifle and Dieter Brock. But listen, I mean, I started this show. Vicky, hello. How are you, Arlen? Section 128. I was like the town bicycle tonight. I, I went to every section. Everybody had a turn. I ended up in Section 130 with my uh, with my mother-in-law because uh, we did a bit of musical chairs with, with Caitlin and Andrew and... Uh, <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Andrew. He as soon as he showed up to the game, he showed up late. Darren Janarian Grant takes it back to the house, and then it's just a bunch of uh, a bunch of good stuff happening. So shout out to Andrew. Uh, I started this show by just being a bit low energy, maybe. Maybe I'm just tired, but I was like, "Yeah, we won another West final. It wasn't pretty. Let's uh, pissed <laughs> off I'm at like, like you, man. Meh. Let's see what we got next week, okay?" But I am starting to get excited. Dude, we're going to the Grey Cup. I know we've done it three years in a row. That that in itself is an incredible, incredible accomplishment by this Bomber team, these coaches, the staff. You know, I'm thinking about the medical staff, the videographer, Josh Burton, young guy I've met a couple of times, great guy, his nose is to the grind. Just everybody, the, the GMs, the scouts, all of these guys, Wade Miller, the volunteers, I'm thinking about Tamara, the, the Carol Barretts. I mean, they are the class of the CFL, top to bottom. And if you were wondering where the guy with shorts was, it wasn't Mike O'Shea. I believe it was Kevin Todd, Darren, who came out in shorts today. The equipment manager. Oh, and, and Brad, I think Brad Foddy was in uh Oh, was Brad well. Foddy in shorts? Maybe it was Brad Foddy. Yeah. Uh, love that. But, uh, was it a listen, tall man, guy? Where the... Taller guy, yeah. Maybe it was yeah, Brad Yeah, it was Brad Foddy. Yeah. Sorry. Um, just frick, man, we're going to the Grey Cup and you're actually going there. I I just can't wait. I can't wait for your coverage. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to be watching it on TV. We're going to have a big Grey Cup you're party be, here. Zach, you're going to be right there with me and with all of us. This is the beauty of Bonfire Sports and of this digital media yep. is that anytime I click the button, you guys will know that we're live. Jump on. We'll bring your comments in. We'll bring your questions in. Zach, you'll join us. Tons of other friends uh, of the show. And um, we'll keep you covered top to bottom uh, throughout Grey Cup week. I'm going to do my best to rest over the next yeah. 
36 hours so I can uh, be in, in uh, tip top shape uh, to bring you guys, uh, uh, frankly, a, a hectic, busy and fun filled, irreplaceable week. And yeah, that'll get, be get the your rest, Derek, get your rest. But let me ask you this one question and, and maybe folks in the chat before we go. Um, is that an equipment manager tradition? Craig Smith is saying that is awesome. Could be. <laughs> Comment. Love having you on the chat, Craig. You're, you're just a yeah. gem. Um, Darren, Bombers are the whole initial, team in the Great Cup. Yeah. Any initial thoughts on this matchup? Just just off the top of your head. Uh, initial thoughts. I mean, uh, it's it's an intriguing matchup. You you want like my football answer? Yeah. Uh, I don't think Toronto's offense. Like, look, anything can happen any given Sunday, as they say, and especially in the CFL and especially in the playoffs. But on paper, on first glance, on early, um, you know, scouting report, uh, I don't think when it, uh, the Toronto Argonauts offense can match up against the Blue Bombers defense. I think Winnipeg's mm. back end is too strong. I think their front six, front seven with Darby uh, is just absolutely lights out. And uh, I think similar to what we saw tonight, you might see McLeod Bethel-Thompson throw for 300 yards, throw for 350. Um, but it's going to take a very, very concerted effort and a creative um, an executed, well-executed game plan. Uh, I don't see a lot of margin for error for the Toronto Argonauts offense if they want to win the 109th mm. Grey Cup. That, that's the way I look at it. Toronto's right. offense versus well Winnipeg's done. defense. Love it. I just I just I just threw you under the bus there. Just just, nah, just give me your first take, Darren. You know and it me. Was you can throw anything at me, man. I'll take it. Let's go. Love it. I'm not throwing this mug at you, buddy, because this mug is going to go in a glass case. I swear to God. That Thank you, Sandy. Gorgeous. Here's the thing that with thing Toronto. McLeod Bethel Thompson is inconsistent. And I think it really depends. I mean, I, I would give us the the edge, no question. But it really I'm really unsure as to who which McLeod Bethel Thompson is going to show up. And with the complicated looks that our defense gives and the talent there. We'll see. I, I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, excited, it, buddy. Oh man, it's going to be such a great week. And uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for joining us here on Game Day After Dark. Joining us all season, and looking forward to uh, uh, having you along for the ride uh, ahead of the 109th Grey Cup. Uh, keep it locked. New content, uh, pretty much every day. Going to do the best we can to uh, keep the. Uh, Keep the appetite fulfilled. Uh, no doubt, Bomber Nation is going to be uh, ravenously hungry ahead of the ahead of the game. But uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. So uh, looking forward to it. Tell a friend, hit the like button, subscribe, ring the bell, do all those good things. Do us a solid. Support our good friends at Shannon's Irish Pub. Uh, they are awesome down there. The food, the drinks, the rest. Uh, more information: Shannon's Irish Pub. .ca. Zach, final word to you, my friend, the fan that has now enjoyed three straight West final wins and another opportunity to win a gray cup and do something that's been so rarely done in professional football and here in the CFL. And that would be three straight gray cup championships. It's just, it's, it's hard to believe, buddy. This, this, this Mike O'Shane started, this Mike O'Shea train started chugging 
when we really had nothing in the tank. We had nothing up the pipe. Joe Mack had really, really emptied it and, and really misguided this team. And to go from there, from a 7-11 to then, you know, back down to a 5-13 and season. Yeah, and then to make, yeah. yeah, and then to make the playoffs and get double digits wins 2016, 2017, 2018, building up to that 2019 magical run, right? Uh, you know, and, and then to, to be able to sustain that, right? Last year after COVID and keeping the band together, coming back in overtime on enemy enemy territory and enemy soil, buddy, and then doing it again with an even better record with so many injuries, Darren, and, and so many guys coming in and out. It's just incredible. It, it, it's something that, regardless of what happens on Sunday, is something that will be written about, uh, I believe, even just getting to the Grey Cup in a, in a salary cap era, coaching cap era, one-year contract a in a row. era. With a missed season in there. With a missed season in the middle. Crazy. Um, with the culture that these guys have, the love they have for each other, the way they just do everything right, my man. It's it's just incredible. I am so proud of this team to get back to the Grey Cup. It is so hard in football in a one and done in a game that is so fickle. And it it it's just tremendously exciting. And to get another game to watch where it's all on the line, man, it's just incredible. Memories that we'll all have for a lifetime. And and this has just been such a fun ride. And my last point is I put out a tweet earlier today. Asking fans for all for the love of all that is holy, do not do the wave today, especially <laughs> if it's not within three minutes in the in the fourth quarter and we're not up by three scores. Well, thank goodness nobody was silly enough to do the wave. Nobody was really loud while we were on offense. Thank you, fans. I appreciate that. Uh, I I I I just can't tell you how happy and, and appreciative I am that we didn't get into those silly shenanigans, Darren. And I will leave it at that. We will catch all. We'll catch up with you, Darren. Uh, uh, get well, buddy. You got a lot of work ahead of you oh, this yeah, weekend. We'll, we'll see everybody on Wednesday. Can't wait. And thanks again to Sandy and your sister. You are just gold. Uh, I don't know what's stopping the rest of you Thank from you. giving us giving us prizes and, and presents, <laughs> but. Obviously, Sandy's on board, so uh, yay for Sandy. One of a kind. Thanks, Sandy. Thanks to your <laughs> sister. And, and like, look, th this is it, Blue Bomber fans. History is in the making right now, and we are so happy to bring it to you uh, daily here on Bonfire Sports. Thanks again. Uh, it it's going to be a heck of a week. I'm like lost for words. It's it's going yeah. to be awesome. I, I'm feeling like Zach Kolaris. I'm a little bit like <clears throat> having trouble finishing the game, right? But you know what? We're good. We're good. We're no good. question if I'll be available for the Grey Cup. We're going to be just oh, fine. Yeah. But uh, You're not a game right, time everybody. decision, Taryn. No, no chance. No chance. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the lineup, man. You couldn't keep me out if you tried. All right, everybody. Thanks again. We'll uh, we'll see you uh, very very soon here on Bonfire Sports. Thanks, Zach. Sayonara. Bonfire.